0: Welcome to the extra point with Sully Reyes
1: Jones and Mr. Buns. (laughs) That would have killed us all. That would have been been devastating. (laughs) That would have been devastating. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of The Extra Point. Today, we are a trio. We are usually a quartet, but today is Buns, Jones, and Reyes coming at you with a ton of info, content. It's going to be the usual great show. Definitely going to be missing Sully, but the show must go on, fellas. Is that right, or am I right? That's right. Right. Hell yeah. Speaking of the show, moving on. Want to kick it off with an ode to our old friend El the Kraken Sanchez. He's back again in the DL with a growing injury after yesterday being quite possibly the most frustrated I have ever been watching a Yankees game. I've seen them lose in tragic fashion, but nothing pisses me off more than wasted talent, somebody not giving a fuck, which is exactly what Gary displayed early in the game when... They mixed up Sevy and Sanchez. There were Sanchez thought he was getting one pitch. Sevy threw another pitch, bounced off his foot, went up the third baseline to the foul section. Instead of running, Sanchez just walked over. Now, damn it, I forget who was on second base. He doesn't score if Sanchez just attempts to run after the ball. But no, the man from second base scored easily. Fucking Sanchez gives a, a shit pass, goes into the dugout. He gets shit from Severino because Severino's pissed. Didi won't even look at him. Fucking Brett Gardner's clapping when Severino walks away. Everybody's clearly not on his side. Dave, side on Papa Artery. Tell us how that game ended, Dave. How did that game
0: end? Tell us what he did at the end. I mean, I, I actually think the, the, the foul ball, like his defensive play was more egregious than than the not running out the ground ball, like yeah. at, at, not running out of ground ball that you like, that's almost like uh like a natural reaction of like disappointment in yourself. Like, yeah. cause like, I mean, obviously you see when the replay, when he looks at it, like he sees the ball isn't in play, then he starts running. But like your first, like out of the gate, that's almost like a, oh fuck moment. Like, yeah, I, I mean, obviously I don't approve of either, but I, I think the other one, the one on defense, it was just like, Dude, look! Like, what are you doing? Like, we're fucking watching. run. Yeah,
1: exactly. Everybody's fucking. And then, uh, the announcers were trying to say, "Oh, and Duhar can win for it," but no, fucking baseball one on one. And Duhar has to fucking cover third because he's thinking the guy's not gonna go home. So, oh, man, it's just so yeah. Stupid.
0: And like that guy, he he turned on the jets and he didn't even think about hitting the brakes until he got to home. <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah, I saw that. Oh, no. He had he had no plans of stopping. And, and,
1: Tom, I mean, I know you being a Sox fan and being on Twitter last night, it, it, Gary was the second top trending topic on Twitter during the end of the game. And for good fucking reason. I bet you Sox fans would have, were having a field day with this shit just seeing the meltdown that Yankees fans were having with uh, Gary.
2: Oh, yeah, that's a beautiful sight for me to see. I mean, it's never a good thing when you're trending on Twitter 9 out of 10 times. I shouldn't say never, but 9 out of 10 times it's not a good thing when you're trending on Twitter, and this fits that. I mean, you know, he doesn't fucking hustle for a pass ball. You're the catcher. You're kind of supposed to hold everything together out there on the field. You're calling the shots, and, like, there's simple miscommunications like that. You you don't like to see those happen between your ace and your – (laughs) <laughs> You're starting catcher. I mean, come on.
0: It's also like the position,
2: too. Like, catcher's supposed to be like the grinded out, like, tough guy. Exactly. Yeah. Every team, that's how it is. Look who you had playing catcher for yeah. fucking 10 years, too. You had Jorge Posada for 10 years. Yeah, yeah. The fucking f- man. Dude's <laughs> fucking Posada. It's just like, yeah, yeah. It's like, he. Oh, uh, to go see someone do that, dude, that's a slap in the face. I don't like that at all. That's what I mean, really what it I, is. I'm like,
0: Boston and New York are like kind of the same in this sense where, like, yeah talent matters but like what we respect more than anything is is someone who plays hard and with heart. Yep. And yeah. Cause like, the, oh, exactly. Yeah exactly
1: cuz there is two cities that are blue collar cities. You know Boston getting a little bit more of that of that oh it's a blue collar city you know hard working hard working but so, you know so is is New York what we're known for you know fucking city that never sleeps work fucking sleep eat drink that, exactly. I agree with you guys. That toughness, that nitty gritty, and Sanchez is not showing that shit. He's not yeah. displaying none of that shit. And it's like you said, I mean, I would never see a Posada do that. I would never see a Jason Varitek do that. Two huge legendary catchers for each team. I, I would never in my wildest dreams see them do that shit.
0: I mean, Ever. yeah, those guys would literally retire before they did that. Exactly. I
1: I just would like to know what happened in that dugout after or that clubhouse afterwards. I mean, I I'm assuming some people had some choice words for Sanchez.
0: I hope they did. I mean, you know, they, it, <laughs> yeah. you know, what are, what are what the fuck are we doing here if we're not going to call people out for shit like that? I'm sure as hell not trying to win world series.
2: Yeah, I agree. Right. I mean, I think even if it was one of the th- if it was one or the other I think he could be like, oh, you know, he just like had a fucking brain fart. Like if he just like, you know what I mean. If it was just the the error on defense, you could be like, all right, whatever. It was like one fuck up, like that's fine. But then later to not run out of ground ball, come on, man, you picked the worst possible time to decide to do that. Like you
1: beat that shit. I mean, you fuck up early, yeah. but you beat <laughs> that on. out of the gate, bro. You're you you make the no like. All right, you're disappointed, but you beat that out. Like, if you run as fast as you can, okay, it shows a little hustle. People could probably forgive you for the defensive miscue earlier. But if, you know, I, I agree with what Dave said. It's kind of a disappointment factor. You hit it. I mean, I used to play baseball. I, I can attest to that. Sometimes you hit that shit. You, you In your brain, you make it like, fuck, that's an out. I still run my ass out, though. Like, I don't know. Yeah. You know, Little League and being a big fucking pros that's a difference but nonetheless he's back on the 10-day dl a lot of people are saying he didn't re-aggravate the injury i mean fuck at this point who knows maybe it was a punishment maybe they say, you know what you're going back i've read reports saying that he didn't want to say that he came back he didn't want to go back on the dl from the minute he came back he re-injured it didn't want to talk about it because he didn't want to go back in the he wanted to be out there with his guys i don't know which one is the truth at this point like dude if you're injured yeah. don't fucking go out there cuz you're the not the
0: injury the injury could be truthful but like you know there's a possibility it's not and like yeah. either either way either way it whatever it is it shit's got to change um and it it's kind of like on the fans at this point to really show him like what what you know what they think of him like oh, boo him yeah man. i mean i'm i'm absolutely not not a, I'm a, not above booing my hometown guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah,
2: dude, if you don't like
0: someone... Wait, funny little story. I fucking... Well, when
2: I went to, like, it was one of... Not my first Red Sox games, but I was young and I was there. And Kevin Ukeless, dude, comes up and everyone's like, you And I'm thinking, I'm like, why are they booing, booing this fucking guy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, and, like, I asked my mom and she thought they were saying that too. She asked the guy next to us. It's like, no, they're saying Yuke, And then we were
0: like, oh, we're just fucking dumb. We're just like,
2: <laughs> we're
0: like, oh, oops.
2: <laughs> like, I guess we're just dumb. We put there's always together.
0: that There's always that one guy who's got, like, the name who. Yeah, it resembles, yeah. It's, yeah. It resembles something negative, and you're like, what the fuck? Oh, okay, I got
2: it. <laughs> I haven't been to a game this year yet, but I feel like they'll probably do that for Mookie. probably gets up and they're like, Mook. <laughs> oh, you yeah. probably can't say that, actually. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, oh my god that was so unintentional i am i
1: am am amplifying i am amplifying (laughs) that that's gonna be all over the next
2: i said that and i
0: was like oh they definitely don't say that (laughs) at least not after last season
2: (laughs) literally that's one of the things i wish i could take back
1: <laughs> all right, all right. I think we got our feelings of Gary out there. Let's move along to our spanking <laughs> beautiful segment. Defend that wall, Tom. You're gonna to be up first
2: this time. Oh no, Dave, see, I went first last time. Let, let's you let did? Dave take it. First. You did? All right, I went all right. First. Dave, I, Dave. I, I, I was the inaugural. Oh yeah, you did. You did. Wall.
1: You st- Yeah, you stumbled out the gate. I remember that. It was. I. Was, it, was, I, I it was horrible. It was horrible. Dave, it ABC. One time to redeem. You. A, B, C, Dave. Uh, B. <laughs> Fuck, yo, why is it that everybody always fucking picks the shit that I don't want them to pick? This is fucking bullshit. All right, B, Saquon Barkley will lead the league in Russia next year. There you fucking <laughs> go, Dave. There you go. You happy? All right.
0: <laughs> All right. You ready? I'm ready. All right, Dave, Go. All right, so we've seen all these rookie running backs come in, and all drafted top five, you know, Fournette and Elliott in the past couple of years, and they've dominated right out of the gate. Uh, I think the NFL has kind of figured out the first four or five years of a, of a running back's career are either if they're going to make it, it's going to be those first four or five years, and that's when they're going to capitalize on use their usage and their abilities. So I think that, plus with Shurmur's new offense. It, Saquon's going to be—he's going to be catching the ball and and running the ball a whole lot. Look what look what Shermer did to Dalvin Cook last year—the first five weeks before he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook was looking like a superstar. So there's another one you want to add to the list. I mean, he wasn't taken as high as then, but he was uh, a early early second round pick, I think. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think just on opportunity cost, like the the offensive line is greatly improved. You got Will Gonzalez up front, uh, who uh, everyone is. Screaming about being fantastic as a run blocker, um, and and Solder, of course, too. Plus, Eli will have his whole receiving core healthy. Um, I just think the, the field is going to be opened up a lot more with everyone back and Shermer's new offense. If they can get you know into the grind quick and hit the seconds. ground running, they can hit the ground running. I think it, it's it's a definitely a possibility. Saquon can lead the league because he's you know from what we've seen, he's just as talented physically as any back in the league.
1: Beautiful. All right, three seconds to spare. Beautiful. I think that was very solid reasoning. I I just like to add in a little bit. Past two seasons, past two rookies to lead the league in rushing: Kareem Hunt, Zeke. Fucking crazy. So no reason why Barkley can't do that. All right, Tom, it's up to you. A or C. C. I knew you were gonna go with C.
2: For Kara. <laughs>
1: <This is> fucking. <laughs>
2: It's this always got to be a reason why you picked the letter. This is this
1: is the this is the fuck thing, too. Everybody got something that they should talk about besides me. Because now I get A, which is the one that fucking sucks. See, <laughs> all right, Tom. It kind of is like the question you got last week, but it's a different play on it. I know Sully talked about it in a group chat. Tony has talked about it. All right, your question is, the Red Sox already have won the AL East. The division. Their division is theirs. You need to defend that wall, Tom. Are you ready?
2: Yeah, give me one second. Let me just pull one thing up. Just just a schedule. That's all I'm trying to pull up. But go for it. I'm ready, actually. Start the timer. Wait. The timer. Wait.
1: All right. You're ready? All right. Go.
2: All right, man. Well, I mean, right now they're six games up and currently up one nothing on the Orioles after another uh, J.D. Martinez home run to tie the league lead again. There's one reason why they had the division locked up because they have literally the best hitter in fucking baseball over the past season and a half at this point. Like he is without a doubt the best power hitter in baseball over that last 162 games, 180 games. Kills it. You have the young talent in the lineup. You have Mookie still. You have Xander. You have Devers has been picking it up a little bit lately. I don't know what they're going to do. If they make a move at the deadline, I could see Devers being part of a deal somewhere if they can find someone who will take him. Um, I think second base is definitely something that needs to be looked at. Oh, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. Third base. Um, Nunez at second, too, could also be something. He's young, though. He's good. Yeah, you know, a little, little trouble there. But um, the pitching staff as well, I think the biggest issue, like I said last week, is David Price, although he had a bounce-back start this weekend. I believe he went six scoreless, only gave up um, four or five hits. You know, pretty pretty good outing against the Tigers. Chris Sale's killing it. We have Erod, who has been solid throughout most of the season, slumped a little before the break. Um, hopefully he can kick it back up the second half. <clears throat> Historically he hasn't, but I hope this is the year he can break it. Um, so the pitching's there. Our bullpen's pretty solid. I can rely on them. We have Five one seconds. of the better coaches the game with Kimbrell. Um, and they already got the six-game lead. Done. All wow, right. dude. That's that's tough, man. I Talking for a minute and a half straight, I just – even about even something about that, dude. Like I fucking watch the Red Sox like six out of seven nights of the week. And I literally I'm just like I you asked me a question and I'm like, oh wow, I didn't prepare for that. <laughs> <laughs> alright,
1: alright. Mine. Fuck. Fuck, 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 fuck. My question leaves it up to me. The Yankees should get rid of Gary Sanchez. That is my question, gentlemen. And <laughs> Boys are going to be a doozy. All right. One, two, three. All right. The Yankees should get rid of Gary Sanchez because, quite frankly, Gary Sanchez at this point, this very season, has become more of a liability than a positive for the New York Yankees. He has produced limitedly. Okay. He has hit the home runs. He's hit the RBIs, but his batting average is dirt fucking low. You see games like yesterday where his lack of hustle, his lack of communication, and defensively, quite frankly, I don't think he will ever get there. He doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't want to do it. We need to get rid of him because if we get a catcher that is defensive catcher, can can block balls behind the plate, fucking hits 250, that's way better than anything Gary Sanchez is currently giving us right now. Yes, he's a homegrown product. A lot of people want to let go of a talent like that. He can definitely hit 30 home runs, 100 RBIs, but really, when are we going to keep talking about can he uh that he can do it and start seeing that he will do it when is he gonna actually show the yankees that he is committed to this team he fucking cares last year he was benched for the same shit girardi was fucking kicked out Boone needs to sack up i think we need to trade for not even trade for a different caster. put up kyo kioshoka or or romine romine hasn't been playing that poorly lately with romine we won a bunch of games it, it hasn't been that. Oh, without Sanchez, we're not winning. Fucking trade Sanchez, get somebody else. That's my reasoning. One thirty. Fuck, that was hard. You are a hundred percent right, Tom. That is tough. Yeah, going I lie.
2: also. I'm I'm declaring something. I'm gonna put together your three options. Okay. <laughs> you don't yeah. get to know. You don't get to know one of the options. All I right, all right. I'm feeling like, it. Hey, fucking. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. Go. Yeah, it's hard. Listen, it's hard. Listen. Even when you can cheat, it's hard. See. Listen. <laughs>
1: Listen, no, I, I was trying to, I was trying my best is not to get though, because like, fuck, I don't want to talk about that. But I, I, no, I, I will say I've put in shit that I myself would feel uncomfortable talking about. But yeah, no, I agree. I think next week definitely, I, I would, I wouldn't mind that. Like you guys pick yeah, the topic, I'll, I'll that's what you talk about.
0: i ready for you. You have my more variety. My my one addition of note to your your rant right. is let's not forget the Yankees took a switch-hitting, switch-throwing catcher in this year's first round
1: hmm.
0: of the draft.
1: They're fucking so, in Japan. They, they They figured something. They were like, if this motherfucker doesn't get his shit together, we're going to have to ship his ass out. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Let me calm down a little bit. <laughs> Alright, let's get right <laughs> into it. Training camp is beginning this week. The NFL is almost back. The, NFL, the Hall of Fame game is... Next Thursday, I am beyond excited. I got some tickets for the Giants' training camp this week. I'm not a Giants fan by any measure, but football's back they're local. I, I'm gonna cover it for Bleacher fans So, guys, listeners, women, children, everyone, check out for camp notes. They're gonna be coming out Thursday night because I'm going. The first training camp is coming out Thursday night. Second training camp coming out Friday night. I'll have all the info. I'm going to try to stock down some players. Got some good shit for you guys. But let's kick it off with Saquon Barkley getting a massive contract for a running back. He is actually one of the top paid running backs in the NFL currently with the contract that he got. I mean, four years, $31.2 million, and then $15 million immediately paid out. That bonus, I mean... It's it's fucking unreal. This guy, he's gonna be a, a stud in this league. I think the Giants noticed it. If barring injury, I think this guy's gonna be a monster. So I can't wait to get to the to camp and see what he does. I I mean from, OTA's involuntary workouts, I've heard nothing but linebackers try to cover him and being left in the dust and not being able to stay within ten fucking yards of this guy. So I think definitely this this contract. Is is a good contract? I think it's perfect, and not the only big contract that we saw today. But guys, what do you guys think about that? It's a Barkley thing.
0: I, I honestly don't get like the the shock value of like this contract. Like it's it, he's a, a a first round rookie. That's a, it's an automatic pay scale. Like exactly, the, they, they could have taken fucking Daffy Duck at second overall <laughs> and he was getting a million dollars. Exactly. Like, So I, I I didn't get like the shock value or at least people just didn't realize that's how it works. Like, but you gotta, you gotta be aware of the, you know, quarterback, running back, offensive line. That's what, that's what that guy's getting no matter what. Um, so, I mean, I I like the talent level, you know, obviously. So we'll, we'll see, but I I think it's, it's pretty hard to say he's going to be a complete bust and not, not worth that. I mean, he makes this relatively the same amount as, uh, Jarek McKinnon. So, you know, I can't be the worst running back contract in the league
1: which is crazy because jarek mckinnon is also one of the top paid running backs in the nfl like of all the fucking he's, people jarek mckinnon
0: he's, he's fifth, fifth. Behind.
1: that's what i'm um, saying yeah gone. unreal i mean that is on fucking real unbelievable Tom, wait what you think
2: about that the it's a pretty good deal i mean he i feel like there's no way he's not gonna be good yeah like, he's a yeah. savage. He's literally a physical specimen. Like, there's no way he's not going to be good for you guys. I mean, even if the O-line's trash, I feel like he's strong enough where he is literally just going to barrel through people. Like,
0: he... Yeah, he's like like he's, like every, every, he's everything you want in, like, a star athlete, too. Like, on the field and off the field. He really
2: is. Yeah. Like, you, it's, it's an awesome thing for the Giants. But my question... I have a question. Is um so he? Has, I saw he has like a twenty point seven million dollars signing bonus. Is that in addition to the thirty one point two?
0: Yep.
2: So oh, so it's really like a fifty one million dollar contract. Okay. Still though, that's like, and he's getting like fifteen <laughs> million of it all now. Like he gets fifteen million yeah. in like immediately. He gets fifteen right? million yeah.
0: now. Fifteen million now, and then and then five mil- million more in like <laughs> October or some shit, bro. Yo, Imagine that's not even. Bill for signing your name. Oh, my God. He I literally would have signed,
2: a... and then, like, at 3, he signed at, like, 2.15. At, like, 3 in the afternoon, he checked that Bank of America. He's like, oh, shit. Cool. <laughs> He's yeah. like, oh, my direct deposit hit. No,
0: <laughs> and bro. And 15 million. <laughs> bro, literally, man, imagine, imagine <laughs> the to fucking display the numbers. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, teams, NFL teams, a lot of people are like, oh, that's massive to get 15 mil up front. NFL teams are starting to get smart. It's like if you give him a front-loaded contract, and people always forget this, and I always have to tell people, give him a front-loaded contract, those cap hits per year go down significantly. And then on the books, you can sign more people. Stop being fucking idiots, people. Get with the times. It's like yes. every smart team is doing that right now. and they're even- what
0: they do with Cooks. They're even going to to guys like yo. We're gonna we're gonna give you like twenty percent less a year, but you're gonna get thirty percent more in your signing bonus. So shut exactly. the fuck up.
2: Is
1: what happened
0: with Wait, that's what they
2: Did with Cooks? That's yeah. Literally yeah. what they just did with Cooks and the Rams. Which is,
0: they I was, uh, I yeah. saw
2: he gets like, he gets eighty nine million over the next six years. Fifty million of it in the next three, and then he uh, has his cap hits, including 15. his signing bonus, is yeah. eleven. Eleven million in twenty eighteen, and then twenty seven four in two thousand nineteen, and
1: awful. That's that's what I'm gonna get to that a little later. Actually, we'll get to that right now. That Cooks contract is so bad. (laughs) No, 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 bro, don't get don't get me. we're, We're on the NFL, so whatever goes. That Cooks contract is so bad. I am, yo, I would not give Cooks. I would give Cooks a like. All right, 75% of that money. Okay, but $27 million cap hit in 2019? You know, how, and then the Rams have oh. a lot of fucking guys. Aaron Donald is probably looking at them like, okay, you're going to give this guy this massive contract, but you won't give me a massive? It, it, it's going to yeah. tie their hands a little bit with whatever they're going to give Donald. Fucking twenty seven mil, Bro, there's not a lot of that players is. in this league that that the cap hit is over 22 mil. Let alone fucking 27, that's off. Yeah. What does
0: that go down to next year though? At the year after, so that's 20.3. In 2020?
2: Yeah, in 2020 it's down to 12. And then they have there's three there's three years of um club options at yeah. 12, 13, and 14 million. So it's really like aside from that year it's not too bad of a contract. No cuz no, in
1: 2020 it's 20.3 though. Look at look at it.
2: Oh, yeah, 21. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, It's 20.3, yeah, and yeah.
1: then the three are yeah, unguaranteed like 12, this. 13. So, so those two years to Oh, gonna he takes
2: 12, but it's a 21 cap hit, including the. Nah, okay.
1: Yeah, bro, he, he's going to get fucking. Wow. I don't see that. Yeah, and then, that's really bad. <laughs> and then that girly contract, if you look at it, all right, it doesn't kick in for another two years. So that's that's what people don't don't no notice. They think Gurley's just getting paid out right now. No, it ties him to LA for six more years. So his contract kicks in in two, and it's a sixty mil contract, four year, sixty mil, forty five guaranteed. So I don't know. They're making a lot of moves, putting a lot of cash. All right, Gurley, Cugsto, this is gonna tie you up. So I don't know. What do you what do you guys think pertaining to that, Jones?
0: I mean, I think Gurley got the deal that, like, Le'Veon should have accepted, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, he got a perfect, perfectly reasonable contract for a top three running back. Um, I think it's pretty unarguable that Gurley has proven to be that. Um, so, I, I, I like the deal for the Rams. I think it was a, a reasonable deal, a, a deal that Gurley deserved, and a deal that their cap can handle and will continue to handle um, you know, he was huge for them last year. He was a, he was my MVP last season personally. So I, I think he's been enormous to the development of Jared Goff and he's a perfect weapon in Sean McVay's incredible offense. So I I think early was a it was a good contract all around. I don't think there's anything to complain about. Um and uh, am I am was I on mute?
1: No. You're no. good. Okay. We're just left okay, okay.
0: Go ahead. <laughs> um, <laughs> we would have told you my Yeah, yeah. Cuz my sh- not my shit yeah. was blinking. My shit was blinking so I thought it was on mute. Um yeah, you're good. But yeah, I, you know, I, I just think the guys like Aaron Donald like you're just asking for so much money. Like has there ever yeah. been a has there ever been a 20 million dollar D-tackle? D-tackle or or linebacker that's really been worth their money? I can't think of one. Who's the only one to get it? Like and Sue, and he was not worth that money in Miami. Albert, Albert went... Hansworth? Yeah, okay. Yeah, oh. exactly. <laughs> Yo, that was a contract and a half.
1: I mean, Donald, you, there's some truth to what you're saying. It, it's tough giving all that money to a position that, I mean, it's very unselfish. Donald has been easily top five player in the league the past couple of years. But at this point, are you going to give him the fucking bank? Are you going to bring in the Brinks truck like Isaiah Thomas wanted? I don't know if that's going to happen. Most likely they are because if they lose Donald, I mean, yeah, they have Ndamukong in there, but Donald is just such an important piece of their defense. He makes them fucking go.
0: But Yeah, I agree. And I'm not even saying don't don't like it. Like, come to me with 16, 17. You're not just getting, you're not getting exactly. 21, 22. Exactly. Like, get out of here. You're not a fucking <laughs> quarterback. Like I don't know what to tell you. You're not a fucking quarterback. I don't think any player on the team should make more than twenty million dollars. Is not a quarterback. It doesn't make any sense. no no team in the history of football has won championships doing that. None, zero. So why? There's who doesn't? Who follows a blueprint that has proven to be fail a failure in the past? Like you got to look at it from both angles. If you're a player, you got to be realistic. Like I understand wanting to get your money, and they're all fucking happy you know going nuts about these NBA contracts it's like you know you got 150 fucking guys on a, on a roster involved with a team um, so you gotta be realistic and it's just not you look at these guys and just like shake your head like I don't know what to tell you like yeah, that's not, you gonna, it's not how the fucking world <laughs> yeah
1: what are you fucking thinking Tom what are you thinking right now tell us something
2: I don't know man I got kicked out there for a minute
1: yeah i, I mean
2: you guys noticed that yeah
1: i mean speaking of kicked out and all this other shit though i mean josh gordon finally came back last year he fucking you know he showed some flashes i think he's definitely still a very good wide receiver he's out of camp due to counseling which is something like all right a lot of people are like oh he's fucking out oh, he's creating something he's creating something but uh, look at his history i mean i think this is the best move for him Go get the help you need. Come back to the team. You, you, I mean, you saw what he did last year. Coming fucking cold turkey, like out of nowhere, he put up some numbers. So I think go, Dude, go. Huh? What's up?
2: Do you do you know that he has he's subject to ten drug tests a month?
1: I Jesus
0: Christ!
2: That, that is in like, grass. dude. Imagine like that's like. Imagine being like like having like kind of a different because obviously, if he got caught like with weed in his system or whatever, failed drug test, whatever it was that originally got him, suspended, like he does drugs. <laughs> you, you know, what I mean, it wasn't like a and he got he got suspended twice for it, right? Yeah, yeah. maybe even yeah, three times. So it's, like
0: it's, it's I think it might have been three not positive not like, tests, like he doesn't, but two suspensions.
2: Yeah, it's not like he doesn't, like, use drugs recreationally. So, like, obviously it's probably tough for him not to do that. And now he has this pressure of he literally can't do that because he pro- – like, even if they do half those, he's getting drug tested five times a month.
0: Yeah, I mean, you, did you hear – you read the story about him, like, in college? I think it was on ESPN, like, maybe six months ago or so. And it was just, like, the most eye-opening thing ever. He's pushing, like, hundreds of dollars worth of drugs at, at Baylor. Like – Drunk and high for every class, every practice it, it was the most unbelievable thing ever. And he comes out and does this in the NFL. Like imagine when this guy is like flat sober and he's going to be – Oh, he, yeah. He could, he could very well be the best receiver in the NFL and that includes Antonio Brown and OBJ. Like he's – the guy is phenomenal and I, I hope – He's I think so this, fast. Yeah. I, I just think this is like his – he's got one shot left. If he fucks up again – his life, his career are over. over. He's so, just oh, yeah.
1: uh, don't tell me he's uh just a blackman if he does that shit again. Remember exactly. Blackman? And is,
0: yeah, and he's only what I think he's only making like four or five hundred K this year, Josh Gordon. Something like that. Something yeah, He real can't wrong. be
2: making that much. He hasn't played, like
0: Yeah, so so like this is his if he balls out this year, like even if he remotely balls out compared to what he was doing, like let's say he gets, you know, eleven hundred yards and eight touchdowns, like He's getting fucking Julio Jones money, although we don't know what you know what. Yeah, we money, don't know what Julio's what did, gonna get, but, uh, but yeah, yeah. So like he he's he's that's the type of player he is. That's,
2: yeah. that's the type yeah. of player he is. Like funny Jack, tidbit, yeah.
1: funny tidbit, Justin Blackman technically is still part of the Jaguars. He has not been released, caught, or anything. He is still an active NFL player, and he is still. A, a jaguar, like they're still holding out hope that maybe this guy could get his life turned around and come back to the team, which is fucking crazy to me.
2: That is remind unreal. me. Remind me what happened with Justin Blackman? I'm hey, on like, a hard blank. Right Thirty-eight DQs. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You hope, he, you hope he can get it together. Like That's...
0: actually, like actually, four though. I think. And then he but got arrested. Like, he got arrested for one, some like, shit. Like,
2: you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah.
0: Just get an Uber, bro. Yeah.
2: Just literally Uber, like you're. If you are a like you're a millionaire, just get an Uber.
0: Yeah, just don't do a Jameis Winston Uber. Just do like a regular person Uber. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Staying
1: on the wide receiver topic, I mean, Des Bryant not being signed at this point is is getting alarming. I mean, I know I don't think he's. You break the bank for this guy, pay him all that money, but Des Bryant. I know a lot of people will say otherwise, but Dez Bryant is still, I would say, a good receiver. I want to say a great receiver. I think he, on certain teams with, with certain offensive schemes, he makes a difference.
0: It's, yeah, it's, I mean, I think he's like, he could be the best number two receiver in the NFL.
2: Yeah, agreed.
0: He's holding he'll be out a guy
2: home. who gets picked up
0: like halfway through the season.
2: there will be a guy uh, who gets picked up like week eight, week nine, when someone they realize they need a receiver uh, going first
0: torn first torn ACL in training camp.
2: Like, okay, yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah, anytime the team, I'm thinking of when the team's gonna realize they have a need for that. You know what I mean? And convince him to come. And at that point, if he's not signed, he'll be like, "All right,
0: I have to take." Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, At this point, because I know he has gotten offers, he absolutely has gotten offers. I think he turned
0: down the Ravens' offer.
1: Yeah. I think at this point, he just wants to go to he the a best. Big, he wants yeah. big
0: money from yep. here.
1: Or he wants just a good... Like, he knows this team, okay, if I join this team, there's a good chance we're going to the Super Bowl. I think that's in his head, which fuck does. Fucking get it together. Sign somewhere, man. Just get on the roster. I know he's definitely keeping in shape. Staying on another receiver, Julio Jones, would not be <laughs> reporting to camp because he wants a salary adjustment and... The Falcons are saying, we're not going to give you more money this year, which is bullshit because once the season gets closer, they're going to give them the more money. We're not going to give you more money this year. We're going to give you more money next year when we have more cap. Julio says, fuck that. Pay me more money. And here we have the ever longing saga that is fucking retarded. I mean, oh shit, we're not supposed to say the R word.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He, Um, like. Yeah, go ahead, Tom. I
2: saw something today. So the headline I saw was like, Falcons have no intention to pay Julio Jones more money. I'm like, bullshit. You're going to get like two weeks before the season and you're going to be like, all right, are we really going to waste a year that we're paying Matt Ryan a bajillion dollars to play quarterback for us without the best target on the team? And they're going to be like, no. And they're going to pay him whatever the fuck he wants. (laughs) And he's going to, maybe not whatever he wants, but closer to what he wants. To get him to come back, like they're gonna, they're gonna work something out. There's no way see, they're not gonna pay him more.
0: See, I'm the opposite. I think like, okay, you, you take. What are you gonna do? You're gonna sacrifice a million dollars a week, Julio. Go ahead. What? Are you Really? You're gonna sit out seventeen million, walk out the door? I'll, I'd love to see you do that. You might be able to handle a week or two, but you're not doing anything more than that because you know at the end of the day, your entire argument is completely baseless and ridiculous. Not a single ground to stand on for Julio Jones, and this is probably my least favorite most hated contract dispute in NFL history <laughs> there like I think he is like I, if I was the Falcons owner I'd be like good kick rocks dude like I don't I know we just gave Matt Ryan all this money but like you gotta hold a standard at some point like this is not how business is done. This is not how this... Oh, yeah. You
2: me. agreed to a contract. Like you...
0: you agreed to a contract. If you wanted to renegotiate as you go along, then you should have signed an entirely incentive-laden contract. Otherwise, mm-hmm. go fuck yourself. Because we're, we already paid you out the ass last year for a mediocre-ass season that you gave us. So don't talk to me yeah. about you want to pay more money after you just gave us a trash season. Like I, I, don't, I just don't want to hear it. This guy's got no ground to stand on other than He sees other people getting paid, so he wants his money. And like in this whole new revolution of go get your money. You never know when it could be your last day. Like I fucking get it. But like this is the world we live in. That's the fucking rules you signed up for. You're never going to be the NBA. It's just not how it works. You guys play a violent sport. That's the life you chose. You should have spent your time playing basketball if this is what you wanted.
2: (laughs) All right. (laughs) Or baseball. All right. All
0: right. Yeah.
1: Hold on. Hold on. I have a question for you, Jones. The Falcons' <laughs> league average, their offense is 11th in the NFL per score. Let's just keep it at score.
0: Without Julio Jones, where do you think they fall on that? Do you know the actual answer, or do you want me to give my opinion?
1: No, what's want your opinion. I want your opinion. Where do you think they fall? They're 11th,
0: they're 11th they're feeling, with him. With him. Um, and that's that's based On scoring.
1: On scoring.
0: Oh yeah, probably like twelfth because he only had three fucking TDs <laughs> last year.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's true.
1: Okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> Hold on. Let's get this. All right, complete offense, Dave. Let's let's keep it at complete offense then.
0: I mean, you know the high teens, low twenties. They're not they're not terrible. They still have Matt Ryan. They still have two beast running backs. Like at the end of the day, like any receiver with uh, who's mildly capable can get separation enough for Matt Ryan to complete some throws. Um, And and at that point, it's like almost a scheme thing. Like if you can figure out ways to get guys open, get guys open. They're all NFL wide receivers. Like you're dusting people in college. Like you can make plays in the NFL to some extent. Um, And as we've seen, like wide receivers are very, it's probably the position where uh, at least on offense or the most like unexpected Talents come out of like players you wouldn't ex- that aren't necessarily high draft picks or big names make themselves into big names just by outplaying people. You don't really see that in in too many other positions on on uh, offense. So I think there's like uh, I think there's just a lot of depth at wide receiver, and you can make it's not that difficult to make a mediocre receiver into a capable receiver. Um, so especially with the right coaching. So I'm I, I'm not as high on. Julio, especially oh, a guy that doesn't get doesn't get the ball in the end zone like if you're talking about antonio brown or Odell or yeah. even DeAndre hopkins it's totally yeah. a different conversation but the fact of the matter is julio jones doesn't put the ball in the end zone he doesn't put points on board except for the one season he had two years ago um so i'm just uh, uh, he's a freak athlete he's unbelievable and you know obviously some of that probably falls on coaching and not getting him the ball but like at the end of the day like I don't. I don't find his value anywhere close to the, the that offense as guys like Odell or Antonio Brown or DeAndre Hopkins. Gotcha. All right, all
1: right. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take a couple. De- all right. I'm gonna start off. I agree with you, on on to a certain degree. I think the three touchdowns is definitely a huge, huge, huge blemish in his contract negotiations and being able to say like, hey, this is what I do, give me the, you know, give me this more money. He he had over 1,400 yards last year, over 16 yards per reception. I think that's definitely huge. I mean, next to him, the next closest guy was Mohamed Sanu at 10 yards per reception, got like 800 yards. And then after that, Taylor Gabriel, who's gone. So I think right now he has sort of that leverage to say, well, with me, we could be a fucking top five receiving core which i absolutely think they will be because they have calvin ridley not muhammad sanu they have the weapons and then you you have that two-headed beast in that backfield uh without julio i think they drop a couple spots probably 15 16. i'll agree with you in that sentiment you got to get the ball into the end zone i mean you have to be up even if you got six or seven touchdowns with the 1400 yards then i could make a case to defend you but right now jones you got me beat. Can't really defend Julio, can't really say he has the same value as Odell, Antonio Brown, these other guys. Alright, you got me beat there, man. Can't can't lie about that <laughs> one. You got me beat there. Um Alright, before we head out, before we leave the NFL subject, what do you guys think about that? The we pre- yeah, before we <laughs> before we leave the NFL <laughs> I subject,
2: was like, that was such a quick episode.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. Before we leave the NFL subject, what are your thoughts on the preseason games? Because I know we all get so hyped. Yes, NFL is coming back. I want to see some football. Until so you turn on that first preseason game, and then you're like, "This is the worst shit I've ever seen."
0: I don't want to fucking watch this. It's like it's like summer league basketball to me. Um, you know, like it's it's better than nothing. Like any football is always better than no football. No football. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm completely on board with that that sentiment. Um, even with all the, you know, the Thursday night games, the Saturday night games during the playoffs, like, give me, if you could give me football seven days a week, logistically, if you could make it work, I would be all down for it. I mean, obviously that's not possible, but I, I don't have any problem <laughs> with, with the schedule right now. I know there's injury concerns on the Thursday night game. Um, and even maybe you make that like Friday. I know there's like some competing games in college, but like, I I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> Just let people, <laughs> let people choose what they want to watch. Like, give me Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I got football four days in a row. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I take the preseason for what it is. Um, you yeah. hope that your team, you hope you get some glimpses at some guys that your team just drafted. Some guys you're hearing good things at a training camp from, um, you know, especially this year with us, uh, with Saquon and, and the teams that, drafted quarterbacks you know you're going to look to see all five of those first round quarterbacks um so i think it's it's more of a especially for you know fans like us who are pretty pretty die hard it's it's more of a a learning experience and and kind of a a a data collection for for both fantasy and just your your mental mind for the going
1: that's spot on i mean yeah i know me i mean I fucking love football. So preseason for me is I'm in camp notes for every team. And people might think I'm exaggerating. No, I literally read the camp notes for every single team, every single day. I need to find out who's the dark horses of each team. I need to find out who's going to be good, who's going to be not, who's going to be a bust, who looks good. I mean, it's just the month of August is such a fun month, I think, in football. And it's so underestimated. So many good storylines come out the undrafted guys who turn into the fucking no-name stars, the Malcolm Butlers, you know, the guys like that, the fucking Danny Woodheads. Victor
0: Cruz. Victor Cruz. The victors. Out of the preseason.
1: Yo, huge things like that. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You know who I'm actually pretty excited to see? Uh, Sony Michel, obviously those guys. But, and it's actually a giant. I want to see what Kyle Lauletta does because I know, yeah. I, I know you guys have Davis and, I mean, him and... I want to see how this works out. I want to see what pans out. Is, is Kyle Laletta La the future of the Giants? That That's going to be an intriguing August thing to see. You know what
0: I'm saying? Apparently, if Ben McAdoo was around, they would have taken him with the second pick. No fucking way. <laughs> Are you serious? He, said he had, he had Laletta ranked as his second best quarterback in the draft. I think. Wow. Or, or no, he had Baker ranked sixth. That's what it was, behind Kyle Laletta.
2: That guy is that guy's just a dick. Like he and just sucks. Mason Rudolph or something. It was it was yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> He's out here like trying to like get back in the good graces of Giants fans. And just like yeah. Dude, you,
1: he had an interview the other day. He, he was like bashing. He was bashing Cowboys and Eagles, and I'm like, I wouldn't do that if I was you, Ben, because I, you know, you have no job. Yeah. What if those teams like? Oh, do you want to come on the staff? Now he just ruined two places that there's no way he's gonna go to. So.
0: Yeah, I mean, also like when you are interviewing for the Browns head, or the Browns offensive coordinator job, and they say no thanks, you might want to take a step back and <laughs> you know evaluate your your situation. <laughs> yeah, where you're at. Yo,
1: he reminds me of have Have any of you guys watch uh, Last Chance? You the new season just came out.
0: I'm not watching new season. I watched a couple episodes last year.
1: Gotcha, dude. you need to watch that show completely there's uh this kind of will translate for the listeners so there's a guy named john jason brown i think jason brown he's uh he coaches juco kind of reminds me of ben mcadoo so this guy the night before his first game he's in this hot tub he's talking about i haven't watched that much film but don't worry i'm kind of an i've been called an offensive savant so i'm thinking like yo these this team's gonna score 50 60 points they promptly lose seventy to twenty one, and it was just the best thing that has ever happened. Because it's like Shoot. this is such, oh my
2: God. <laughs>
1: like yo, this is such like a Ben McAdoo thing. Like slick back hair after one year, I'm gonna be fucking killing it. Fucking Ben yeah, McAdoo.
0: Yeah. Fucking Benny and the Jets over here. Who the hell does he think he is with that slick back hair? Looking like trying to be <laughs> Pat Riley. <laughs> Nick, <laughs> I was
2: I was thinking of going with the slick back look. You know, I got like I'm losing my hair left and right, so I'm thinking about just slicking that shit back and letting it ride. Like I feel like I feel like people would just think I was Italian. Tom, if, a if you do the slick back, I'm offending everyone today. I'm just going for it. God shit, uh, I'm Italian. I wasn't offended. <laughs> okay,
1: that's good. <laughs> all, right. all right, all right, let's move on to real or fake. Is that all for NFL? Is that all we're gonna? We're gonna increasingly every single episode coming up, we're gonna talk more and more football. I mean, preseason's about to start. Fucking love football, it's my shit. So it's gonna become increasingly increasingly the thing we're gonna be talking about. Oh, look, they're showing Odell. Oh, before we go, I do want to touch upon this. The haters are fucking sick. They said Odell would have report to camp. Guess who reported to camp on time with his teammates? They didn't miss voluntary workouts. The man is back. He looks quicker, sharper than ever. Again, tune in Thursday and Friday. Bleacher on BleacherFan.com. Check it on Twitter. Those camp notes will be up. I'm gonna try to get. I'm gonna try to hose down. Uh, I'm just gonna try to get that interview with Odell. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: come yeah, on. We'll <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure he I'll, I'll, have to, I'll ask on. a hard hitting question. Dude, Dude, that, that would be. be I'll... I'll... If he doesn't come on, just let me know. I'll I'll, I'll text him and he'll be over. <laughs>
1: Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds good. Wait before yeah. we go, uh, Jones. What do you think about? about people he has been introduced to. It's what do you think about that guy trying to shake him down for a? What is it like? He's suing him for some stupid amount of money, because he said Odell had him beat up and like. <laughs> because of some sexual favors, that something, and he stole. He had Odell had like drugs at his parties, women. It's like, bro, it's
0: an NFL party. It's gonna be drugs. Yeah, and probably be women. It's probably exactly what happened. But <laughs> don't fuck it Odell. Like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> All right, let's
1: move on to realer fake news. We only have we actually we have two today. First one, Dave. You're gonna like this one. Realer fake news is Kevin Knox gonna be a no Kevin Knox will be a top 30 player next season. Real or fake news?
0: In the whole league?
1: In the whole league.
0: Mm. Well, that's like, like. would you consider Jason Tatum a, cop, a, a, a top player last year, a top 30 player? I wouldn't, but I, I, you could argue he was the best rookie. You know? like that's not so, that. Yeah, okay. Um, but I'm, I'm going to say fake news, but I think there's a real shot Kevin Knox could win rookie of the year. Um, okay. He's one of the. I think That's he's. I think he's one of the three or four players in the draft that, that can do it. Um, I think we. I think summer league showed us that a lot of the guys taken before him aren't nearly as ready and are a lot more of a project than than he is. Um I was reading the other day that he's he's still growing. He's six nine, and they expect him to grow another couple inches. It's like Paul George when he's Paul George was drafted. He was six six. By the time he got to training camp in October, he was six ten. Grew four inches in six months.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm hoping for a late growth spurt too. Yeah, same.
0: Where's Where's mine at? Um, yeah, yeah, Dave feels me. I'm fucking – we're hoping for ours, man. <laughs> yeah. So, no, I, I think – you know, I think – you know, if you redid the draft now based on Summer League, I don't think Kevin Knox goes outside the top five. Um, but, you know, I couldn't be more ecstatic as a Knicks fan. He was the guy we wanted. Um, yeah. You know, he was my first choice uh, – outside of Michael Porter, unless there was an injury. And we found out on draft day that that injury was much worse exactly. than we anticipated. So, Just so by that back injury, Knox was far and away my choice. And and that's really true with most Knicks fans. And that's why we get so heated at that little fucking crying Porzingis kid because <laughs> they, they portray him as like the representation of Knicks fans when in reality, like he's the most hated guy in the Knicks universe, aside from James Dolan. So, I think Knox is going to be great. Um, uh, I'm hoping for a Jason Tatum-esque rookie year um, to really show that they got a superstar in the making uh, for for uh, you know people to come want to play here next year, next yep. summer, all the big names.
1: Yeah. Before you continue, because then you're going to get into something that I want to talk about. I'm going to say fake news as well. And I mean, you, you hit some solid points. So I'm not going to get into that, but I want to get into something else Knicks related. And and then we'll go with Tom. But it's something we've we've talked about last week. Every day I'm seeing more and more free agents, more and more free agent names that are linked to the to the Knicks in recent years. When the hell did we see that? When did we see? Oh, maybe next year, Kyrie, Jimmy Butler comes here. I mean, I know Melo. The last time that happened was when Melo came.
0: Yeah. I mean, that was like, trade. I mean, honestly, the last time that happened was 2010 when LeBron was linked here, you know, I mean that whole class, but, uh, and you know, LeBron was seriously linked to maybe four or five teams that off season. The Knicks were just happened to be one of them. Um, so yeah, it really doesn't happen, but I, I don't think in my lifetime, a marquee free agent has ever been linked to the Knicks the way Kyrie has over the last three or four years. Um, but who knows, uh, I've learned to temper my expectations with any free agent in the Knicks. Um I'll believe it when I see it. You know, I'll believe it when they're in, in the uniform. Um he can say he wants to come here, he can say you know, yeah. grew up a Knicks fan, all that shit. But until I see him in a uniform in the garden, um I'm not buying it. I've been you know burned too much.
1: You know who's the fucking worst, man? I'm gonna I'm gonna gonna fire some shots right now, man. LeBron James fans are the fucking worst. Dude, it's like anything they fucking tell oh now uh they're gonna get Kyrie. uh no they're gonna get Kawhi leonard they're gonna win the ring it's like yo open your fucking eyes lebron and kai i don't think lebron and Kawhi beat the warriors and all this other shit i had something else to say i completely forgot but i'm gonna stick with that lebron fans worst fans in the fucking world
2: Oh, uh, no, how agree. funny no. is it? How funny is it that the murals they keep painting keep getting defaced like almost immediately? because oh, so real Lakers Rachel, fans. they made like yeah—and they've all been vandalized, Cause,
0: dude. Because real I, Lakers I fans.
1: Saw a, go ahead. Yeah, because real Lakers fans are like, "Yo, get the fuck out of here with this shit. We're not. He's not our king. Yeah. Yet.
0: Like, he hasn't I,
1: done shit for us."
0: I saw a great tweet today. It was something along the line. I hope I don't fuck it up, but it was something along the lines of. Uh, Watching these LeBron murals get ruined uh, every time is further proof that he can't defend the paint. (laughs) Yeah,
1: nah, Uh, bro, I mean, Lakers fans are probably pissed off because they acquired all these LeBron fans and not to be mixed. Like, I always was a Kobe fan, loved Kobe Favorite player of all time. My cousin, he's a he's a quote unquote Knicks fan, but this guy roots openly more for any team LeBron James is on. Now all of a sudden he has Lakers gear. I'm like, bro, you're not a Knicks fan. Like, not I, I a Lakers. fan.
0: Yeah, he's not a Lakers and he's that, a that's fan. What, that, that's what I, I heard. A, a couple, I was listening to LA ESPN uh, like simulcast, and they were a bunch of callers were calling in saying like, we don't hate LeBron, we hate his fans. We don't the <laughs> Like they're they're not Laker fans now. You don't just like follow the player. Like we're we're not. You don't get to like claim like, like I'm a Knicks fan. That's like everything in their history. That's like part of you know part of me. That's what I'm I'm proud of their history. I'm proud of what they've accomplished, yeah. even though it's so little. But you don't get to just uh you don't just get to pick up the Lakers' 17 championships is now part of your fanhood because yeah. LeBron's on the team. Like no, you don't you don't do shit. Like it's the same thing what I was talking about on Twitter the other day with the, the greatest Laker conversation. Like, you know who's a greater Laker than LeBron right now? Smush Parker, Robert Sacre, yeah. Wayne Ellington. Yeah. They've all scored points in a Laker uniform. LeBron hasn't done dick for the Lakers. I'm
1: glad He's you brought that up. He's at the bottom,
0: bottom of the fucking list for greatest yep. Laker ever. He's I'm not even ranked.
1: I'm glad you brought that up. He would up need to it, win, was... like,
2: three championships there
1: and to an MVP be to be considered, like, to be even top, considered top five. considered, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Because yeah. look at, I'm glad you brought that up, Dave, because I was going to bring it up. And I'm so glad you said that because I don't, like, people get this so misconstrued. One of the greatest players of all time, yes. One of the greatest Lakers of all time, no. He He's never done with a Kobe, with a Magic, with a Hakeem, with any of these other guys. I agree with you. Fucking, God uh, damn, what's his name? <laughs> what's his name? Sasha? No, Brown. There was a, a fucking Brown with... Damn, I'm, I'm forgetting all these names. Shannon Brown. <laughs> Shannon Brown, <laughs> Trevor, Trevor Ariza, all these other guys that have been. Ron Artest, Metta World Peace, Andrew Bynum, Paul Gasol. All those guys, better Lakers than LeBron right now.
0: Yeah, Kansas, Derek I, Fisher. I just don't you know. Great Lakers. I mean,
1: Derek Fisher was awful he's coach.
0: Great Laker. Terrible family. All-time
1: great. Terrible, all-time family. great. All-time great. <laughs> Terrible family, man. Yeah, just going out. Fucking wrecking family. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. <laughs> not a good family, man. Awful, awful.
0: Oh. All right. Derek Fisher.
1: Next one, real or fake news? The Sacramento Kings will not be awful next year.
0: That is fake news. The Sacramento <laughs> Kings are going to be awful for a long time because uh, they always are. They make terrible decisions in the front office. Um, and, frankly, none of their players ever pan out. I'm not, I'm someone who's not sold on Bagley's stardom yet. I think he'll be serviceable at very least. I think he's got a higher floor, but I don't think he's got nearly the superstar potential that a lot of people are talking about him having. Um, but at the same time, like, I don't know if I would have made a different pick there. Like, I mean, I, I probably would have taken Doncic, but it was widely known he didn't want to play there. Um, so I don't know. I just don't, I don't have any confidence in the Kings organization. I don't have any confidence in Vlade Divac as a GM. Uh, they've, done nothing to prove that um so in trades or in the draft so i think i think the kings are like approaching cleveland brown territory in terms of consistent losing obviously you can't go over in the nba but like
2: yeah. if
0: you're winning if you're winning 20 games in the nba that's pretty much over 16 in the nfl
2: yo the bobcats used to when there were the charlotte bobcats they won like seven games in like back-to-back seasons yeah like you can be, you can be bad. Like you can be like seven and
0: seventy-four
1: was, or that What was the Nets one? It was the Nets. One, like uh, they won
0: eleven, I think, and then the Sixers nice. broke it. The like the first or second year of the, right. play, the process when they won ten games. Right. Woof. Yeah, I couldn't I mean, agree were, with you more, Dave. Man, I think they're going to be trashed.
2: And they won't mess up the draft next year because the Celtics will have their pick. So, I mean,
0: (laughs) they (laughs) could have finished –
2: the Celtics potentially have a top three pick next year.
0: Possibly a number one pick again for the second time in four years. Like, they they couldn't be looking better. The Kings even lucked out this year. They were slotted for the seventh pick and they jumped up to two. So, like, they're consistently in that, like 5-12 to range and it's just like it's the same spot the Knicks have always been in unless you're like drafting really well which neither team has really done outside of KP and hopefully Frank continues to improve and Knox but like you're missing, you're whiffing on draft picks like that's that's the way to guarantee you're staying there especially top tier lottery picks like that I mean even look at Philly, they're so lucky they got, they drafted Simmons and then Embiid actually like was able to stay healthy yeah, nope. we talked about today. Yeah, if Embiid can stay healthy for four, another year, four to six top ten picks they they whiffed on completely. Imagine, yeah, like, they took Przingis. Imagine they took Tatum. That's a championship team right there. If you have you have Tatum, Simmons, Embiid, Yo, and Przingis. How many guards? That was the biggest there. move.
2: That swapping that swap those picks. Danny Ainge was not going to take faults at one. He was taking Tatum all day long, and yeah. then he literally tricked Philly into swapping picks. Like, oh, you, what a how many, know years,
0: how many years? Trades up to the yeah. Lakers. Someone trades up in the Lakers spot and grabs Tatum at two, or, like, the Lakers take Tatum, because he oh, just banked yeah. that whole thing on the Lakers taking Lonzo. Right. Which was, you know, which, a pretty good bet at that time. But, like, yeah. what if? What if that went wrong? Like, they they would have been in some trouble. And we
2: ended up with Lonzo Ball.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he That's never what... would have taken him. He never he never in a million years That's would have true. taken probably him. Would have, I don't even know who they would have gone at. Who was, like, fifth or sixth that year. Yeah, I can't remember.
1: How many years in a row did fucking the sack take a guard? They felt like every single year they were taking a guard in the first round.
2: Well, when did they get to Marcus Cousins? Because I feel like that was the only year they didn't.
0: Two thousand twelve or 13? <laughs> I want to say it was twelve that buggy. And he was the same year as Anthony Davis, which would have been two thousand twelve. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Him him, Davis, and Bledsoe.
2: That's right. Yeah, that was a pretty good draft class. Yeah.
0: And then John Wall. He pretty was
2: good draft
0: class. He was
1: drafted in two
0: thousand ten. Oh. Oh. He was yeah. he he was the same year as Wall. Yeah. I think Wall was two thousand ten.
1: Yeah, Wall. It was it was Boogie and Wall in that same class. Yes, because because okay, c- right. the Brow was later. Because yeah, yeah. Like Bo- Boogie
2: was a Kentucky guy, right? Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Because yeah, they never um,
1: played
2: in Kentucky together, right?
1: And then Carl Anthony was what, like 20- twenty 15.
0: fifteen, fifteen? Okay,
1: he was fifteen. Fucking Wildcats yeah. pumping players out like crazy, huh? All right,
0: one and three.
1: Let's jump into some baseball. This is going to be quick. Let's jump into some baseball. The Yankees are slumpy. I was here last week and I spoke about it. Said the same shit about Severino. I mean, I wish we would have had Tony on here so he could defend Severino. I love Severino. But, I mean, we have to be straight up on this podcast. and Straight up, he has pitched mediocre at best. What we saw yesterday, I told my dad, I was like, this guy's getting fucking rocked. Everything that they're—they're they're not. Nobody's afraid of him right now, and I saw it before the break. I saw it at the All Star game. I mean, yeah, he pitched—he oh, pitched good at the All Star game, and then now, bro, he's getting roped. He and—is there an end in sight? All right, yeah, he's rusty. I think he'll get it together.
0: But the Yankees are in
1: some very dangerous territory right now. Very dangerous territory.
0: That—that is definitely true. They're—they're they're on a on a fine walking a tight rope. Uh, to say, um, but uh, you know, I think you, you have to, you have to give Severino the benefit of the doubt at this point because yeah. it's not just, it's not just l- this. Like this is his first year being good. He's been good for a couple of years now. Like we know of what course, type of yeah, pitcher he of is. Course. We know who he is. Um, so you, you know, you got a guy was fourteen and two in the first half, um, or fourteen and three, something like that. So you have to, you have to give him the benefit of the doubt. You, he, he hasn't looked great the start before the All Star break and. And now the start after the All Star break, um, he did pitch well in the All Star game. But again, that's what he pitched two innings or an inning and a half. Um, so you know it's obviously it's concerning to, to on some level. But you have to you have to ride with your ace and let him let him work out the kinks. Um, but if we're talking another two or three starts like this, then then we're we're in trouble because he's he's our rock. You know he's the guy we go to. We need to win. Yeah. We go to we go to Sevi, and that's and he's delivered all year. Uh, yeah. And 14 wins in the first half, like it's ridiculous.
1: That's unreal. He's we've won of the 20 times he was he's pitched. This is besides yesterday. Of the 20 times we've won, 18, and he just hasn't gotten decisions in those. Lost two. Oh yeah.
0: So so it was 14 and 2 Yep. Yeah.
1: And um, I mean, yeah, I, it's. I I have confidence in Sevy right now. Just I don't know, man. Like, if like you know, like we said, if he doesn't get it together in the playoffs, if our pitching staff does not figure this shit out, I mean, I think we're gonna trade for a relief or something. But if our starters don't figure this shit out, man, our offense is not going to be able to carry us in the playoffs. Because guess what? Everybody else in the playoffs ha- is going to have a crazy offense, the Astros and the Sox. So the yeah. offense is not going to be the thing that's going to carry us through that. So we need to figure this shit out. Tom, you don't get to talk. Fuck you. You're a Sox fan. Sox are just playing yeah. unbelievable right now.
2: And Tanaka's has got 5 by the end, end of the season. Yeah, Tanaka, yeah, Tanaka, yeah.
0: Me T- too. And, I mean... Although, I will say Tanaka had a shaky regular season last year, but he was lights out in the playoffs. In so the playoffs. I'm, oh,
1: he... I was... Dude, I'm, he was one I'm of the hoping. most
0: consistent guys. Yeah. And, I mean, um, we don't make it past the Indians last year without Tanaka. So...
1: Absolutely. And um, I was just thinking, you know, they're, they're linking Britain to us, the Sox, uh, Houston. Is it Houston that they're also saying? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's... I, the, imagine... Uh, imagine...
0: Uh, Indians are the fourth team.
1: Imagine Houston or Boston gets that motherfucker.
0: Imagine that. I mean the Yankees probably need him the least, like specifically yeah. that relief pitcher, but like it's almost like taking, you know, taking an, a tool away from your enemy like is, yeah. even though you don't need it. Um is, can sometimes be just as just as helpful. Um yeah. but I mean, you know, it's not to say that he couldn't be helpful if if we we aren't able to get a starting pitcher in the trade market. That's what um, I'm saying, I just, yeah. And the Indians already spent their their farm. They gave up their best prospect for two relievers, so I think they're. I don't think they have anything. They definitely can't. No one, none of the teams involved, if they, they put together their best packages, can touch the Yankees package. But I think it's just about finding that middle ground where the Yankees don't have to give up a lot. Like we're not going to trade, you know, Frazier and like two or three top pro, you know, Frazier, Sheffield, and Florio for a fucking middle relief pitcher, relief pitcher. So I just, you know, if it goes down, it goes down. I, I, those last two years has taught me to kind of shut up and trust Brian Cashman no matter what. Um, so we'll see what he does. But, uh, you know, obviously I'd rather go after a, a solid pitcher. I saw we're talking about Chris Archer. Um, I've always been a fan of him. I know his numbers haven't been that great, but he still throws heat. He still strikes people out. Um, I think that that type of young energy is like something is something that could really be useful to the Yankees going down the stretch. Because um, you really only need three solid starters, and then you could have CC spot start in a, when you need, you know, game four or you know if you catch luck and get get a break. Like CC was great in the playoffs last year; he's been great this year so far. Um, so I think if we can get one one solid, at least two or three two two or three starter quality guy, um, I think we'll be just fine.
1: Yeah, we just need something. We need something to, to to fucking spark us back up. I I I don't know. We look flat. Like we just don't look like we have it. Like we just don't. That same fire, that same fun we were having at the beginning of the season when we came back. When you know what the Sox were seventeen and three, right, Tom? When they were seventeen and three, and then yeah. we rallied. We caught up. It was a ton of fucking fun. We were hitting home runs all over the place. The guys were fired up. Everybody looked happy. Now we got fucking guys not hustling. Besides that, our team is getting along. I just it's just the small shit. We just need somebody. We need a trade that's gonna spark something up. We need a big trade. Maybe uh Sanchez, maybe, you know, let the people know that <laughs> we mean fucking business. That what, shit
2: we... won't be tolerated. <laughs>
1: yeah, what's uh what's going on up in Boston, Tom? Tell us.
2: They we're fucking seventy-one and thirty-one. We got like a seventy winning percentage, like a one-sixty-nine run differential. Like that's enough. That's I things enough. couldn't be things couldn't be going better. Literally, things could not be going better. David Price is all over the Yeah, and, yeah. and that it's was literally like, you know eight and two in the last ten, two in a row. We won ten in a row before the all-star break. Like like Sully said last week, very quietly won ten in a row and gained ourselves a big lead. Fucking, we're killing it.
0: you're Charlie, you're I, Charlie Brown's teacher to me right now.
2: <laughs> i just i just sat i just sat respectfully through talking yankees <laughs> talk from yank and yanks i just sat through that fuck yeah
0: well you tom. know gotta give the people what they want yeah fuck you tom all
1: right anything else baseball What, what else are what else are we looking at baseball wise we could kind of just free kick it now whatever the fuck you guys want to talk about Another – something we did miss in football, Aaron, uh, Sam Darnold hasn't reported to camp. That's your boy, Dave. You guys almost took him.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, I I don't really get these – like the rookies not signing contracts and also being in camp. Like some of them are in camp and haven't signed deals. And I just don't understand how really that works. And I don't understand what the holdup is. Like what do you – it's a rookie pay scale. What are they? Are they like negotiating, like perks or like what? Well, I don't know what what goes into what, what's to be decided. You know, it's either we drafted you, Just you want to play the yeah, a
1: lot of guaranteed uh, money, that shit.
0: So I I don't know, but it, you know, everyone will get signed. Um, Darnold, I think yeah, Darnold will be great. Um, I'm, it's gonna it's gonna hurt unless Saquon is like literally a Hall of Fame caliber running back. It's gonna hurt. To watch Darnold be successful, um, yeah. knowing that we ha- mm-hmm. straight up handed him to the Jets. Um, so you,
1: you see, there's two teams where I don't I don't hate on people for holding out on. That's the Chargers and the Jets because they have been notoriously, for years past. If you look at a lot of what comes out from agents, the Jets and the and the Chargers are notorious for being awful negotiators for rookie contracts because they they try to fucking fuck you over they'll put like injury clauses in there like if you get injured you're you're voided like you're cut you know stuff like that like basically kind of absolving them of of any major risk you know what i'm saying so look at joey bosa with the chargers he held out almost fucking like five six weeks and then he comes back and he tears it up and now he's one of the best pass rushers. I mean, these teams with these with these owners, these fucking cheapos, they need to just sign these guys, get them into camp because that's that's going to help the Jets in the long run. Getting Sam in there, getting him those reps, sign the guy, give him whatever the hell he wants. Unless it's like some crazy like if it's, it's the Sam Bradford rookie deal, don't give it, you know, 68 mil, I think it was that they gave Sam. Sam yeah, well that's why
0: they got. That's why they made the the rookie pay scales literally because of Sam Bradford. Because yep. these guys are just coming in like rookies, like, oh yeah, I'll take twenty two million. Like, what? Fuck out of here, man. Yeah, get the fuck. out yeah, No, you won't. Yeah, you fucking okay. Guess what? You're not an NBA, NFL player in, in anymore because you don't want to sign a deal. Well, yes, Sam Bradford. That man, he he's made like two hundred million dollars in the NFL, and he's
1: barely played. He's living a fucking. Played. life. <laughs> that guy is living. Is. He's who I want to be. He's, well, what's he, he's, is he,
0: is he getting? He's the like mellow. fifteen million or something from the Cardinals this year? Something crazy like that? Fifteen, twenty million? I think a one year 15.
1: deal. I think it is fifteen. Hold on a second, I'll tell you right now. But he's the mellow. Like Mellow's just raking
0: up cash right now. Oh. No. Yeah, I mean Mello. never fails to secure the bag. That's that's Mello's number one motto. And you
2: mellow. can't hate
0: him, but like you know. That's the give and take. You you're sacrificing winning.
2: What he even ended up getting like what's the veteran minimum that he got? Like two, four? 2.4. Something
0: yeah, like four. Two point
2: four, yeah. Yeah. So he's literally so, making like thirty million dollars next year. <laughs> nah, he
0: gets he gets twenty seven nine no matter what. Uh it's just so the the, the uh Rockets will pay two point four of that twenty seven million. Oh. Oh,
2: oh I didn't realize that's how it worked. Okay.
0: That's why everyone who gets waived, or, or like back when the amnesty clause was happening, they would always sign for the minimum because, like, yeah, fuck you, old team. Like, I might not be on your books anymore, but you still got to pay me whatever, whatever's left. Oh so, yeah. You know, so I'm just going to sign for the veterans minimum for this year, and you can pay me 18 million dollars.
2: Yeah, yeah, here.
0: Yeah, hey, that's. Hey, I like that. I like yeah, that. Uh, I wish the amnesty clause would come back. That shit was awesome. You get one for the life of the CBA. It was, you know, it was a, it was a cool thing. Um, the players, it worked out for everyone. The players still got their money, um, and the teams didn't have that on the books. And it's not like the teams couldn't afford it. So, I, I don't know why they took that out in the new CBA, but hopefully they'll bring it back for the next one.
2: Who's the Does the NFL have like a president of the Players Association? Marie Smith.
1: Murray smith is it yeah the Maurice yeah the smith the Smith, Smith.
0: DeMora DeMora smith, smith. Yeah, yeah yeah
2: yeah
1: yeah he is i mean the next cba paul
2: in the nba right yeah oh you're talking
0: uh, about like well like chris paul is the player representative yeah oh i, oh, yeah. I thought he was so for was the, like NFL, the
2: nfl there's
1: there's a player rep for every team so for the pats i know it's matthew slater
2: um, right, yes. Okay, that's right. That's how it works. Yeah, yeah, but
0: Chris Paul is like the the president of the players rep, like the player side of the Players Association. Oh, okay. And yeah, right. Derek Fisher used to do that
2: too, right? Yeah, yep. Yeah. correct. Yeah. He used to okay. before, yep. before Chris Paul. Right.
1: Yep. The next NFL CB is going to get so fucking ugly. Well, <laughs> the NFL owners are still going to get what they want. Because, I mean, you could put replacement players out there, we're going to watch football no matter what. Remember the replacement officials? That was... That was a fucking yeah, shit joke. So guess I what we tuned about in. that. We tuned in every single week. But guess what? I mean, these guys... Todd Gurley the other day was saying, you know, you don't want to be a, a, a football player because we don't get that basketball contract. And, you know, no, no Tom Brady, no Drew Brees. None of those guys are going to sit out for these contracts because they're getting the max big, big contracts already. So they're shit out of luck. The, CB, the next CBA none of this shit is nothing's going to change. The owners are going to get more power, more money. Players are going to get shit. I again. think
0: the at the end of the day, the players got to in the NFL, they got to pick one one or two things to really go after, and they've got to be reasonable. It's the same with contracts. Like at the end of the day, you you the way the NFL, we talked about it last week, but the way the NFL handles like yep. its business, they people root for the teams. And they root for no. the game. They don't. Do, it's different in the NBA. The NBA is focused on their stars. They make players first, um, and, and honestly, stars are more recognizable in the NBA. It's easier to make them more recognizable. There's five guys on the court. They're not wearing a helmet. Um, there, there's not any controversy around the NBA. And NBA's got more strict anthem laws than any league in the in the world, or in the United States at least. So unreal. Uh, and it just it it goes it but it goes to show that it's not necessarily it, i mean it's never been about the anthem but it goes to, to show that it, you got to you got to be able to sh- support your players in other ways that shows them they're needed love uh, they're loved because they wouldn't think of protesting the anthem or anything of that sort um, and the NBA allows people to speak on social issues they but they do it the right way they let them wear you know t-shirts so they let them Yep. You know, do a moment of silence or whatever it is. There's They, they, t- they have an open dialogue with their players about what they could do. And the NFL is just all about the shield. And that's and it's it's going to ultimately hurt the players. And th- now we're seeing why the NFL operates that way. Because come negotiation time, the, the players don't have a leg to stand on. And yep, they really they don't. Never organize.
1: They never organize themselves. They, they never really get together and pick an issue. It's like you said
0: and there's and there's there's too much talent in football out there. There's so many guys that are just short of making the league that if the talent level was brought down ten or twenty percent, they would be great NFL players and, and because you see it in college, you know, even the guys that yeah. get drafted, what are ten, twenty percent of them have great careers, yep. you know or long yep. careers. um so you there's just so many more players in football. there's so much more talent out there. Um, not to say that it might not change in the next 10 15 years with all the the head injury stuff going on um, there's obviously going to be a decline in in you know youth players and youth, youth participation but this is this is where the NFL players get ra- railed and i mean it's it's partly their fault and partly you know how the league is set up they're just exactly. they're not going they're gonna if they want to hold out again it's going to result in the same thing it did people are going to forget about them and still watch the games okay. on Sunday
1: Look at in the in the nineteen seventies or some shit, nineteen eighties when it was the no nineteen eighties when it was the lockout year. The Redskins won the chip with a bunch of replacements. Yeah, <laughs> and guess what? And by, by the time the new, new players
0: came back, they didn't even care about them. They were like, "Yeah, bring yeah. back the replacement." Yeah, that it's interesting, but I, I mean, I think they're gonna. I think the probably the number one thing they're gonna go after at this point is is percentage of income or revenue going Yo, to the players I, that's what they're I, really pissed yeah. out in the nba um because the nba gets a higher percentage of, of revenue but you know it's there's it more a football team costs more flat out oh. like it just does agree the roster's is five times the size yeah and think about how <laughs> many coaches there's like six offensive line assistants like those guys probably make 50 to oh, 75k yeah. a year like that shit adds up you know
1: but look at it like it's this, too, though. Each team last year got over $220 million in TV re- revenue. That's probably their entire roster right there. You know yeah, what I'm it's saying?
0: easy. 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 That's easy. that coach's roster and everyone for the whole, for the whole that's season. Just, that's it's just the, TV revenue. What's the salary record? cap? The salary cap is, like, similar in the NBA and the NFL. Yeah.
1: It's like, no, the, the cap this year is, like, 120 something
0: yeah, so the NBA cap's like 104 or something like that. Uh, so it's like not so. that crazy. Like per player, it's ten times in the NBA than it is in the okay. NFL. So yeah,
1: no, in the NFL this year is 177.2.
0: Oh, okay, that's a, that's a bigger difference than I thought. Yeah. I thought it was like yeah, 130. Was or, yeah, that's massive. But still, I mean, per player, you're still looking at more than double. Exactly. You know, but oh yeah. Uh, by the same token, those those players contribute a lot more to the team's success than a single, any single NFL player does. I mean, aside from quarterback, but quarterbacks are paid handsomely, so they've got nothing to complain about.
1: Oh, yeah, they are got to always – that's – exactly. That's why they'll never be part of that big fight. You'll always get the running hey, you
0: know, backs. You never, the see, yeah, you never see Aaron Rodgers complaining about pay wages.
1: Yeah, like it's always, gotta...
0: it's always second string corners or the, the free safeties or the, the you know running The running backs, back.
1: yep exactly alright guys anything else any other things you, you want to talk about
0: I think we gave them all they can handle this week
1: yeah, yeah. I, think, I think we did we gave them a great fucking episode though and before we let you go make sure you go follow us on twitter facebook instagram uh tumblr uh linkedin soundcloud, SoundCloud everything you could think of bleacher bleacher Fan sports bleacher underscore fan go fucking look us up right now share it like it subscribe resubscribe unsubscribe resubscribe share it to a friend family a hated person anybody you could think of (laughs) all right that's it guys